0: Bet the Juice podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Allday here. Final 4 preview. Connor, before we kind of break down,
1: I just would like to remind you that there are only 3 more games of college basketball left. I know because you the NIT love, You rub it in all the time with college football. I did. I started in
0: like week 6, too. I know. You're te- <laughs> I you're like, a
1: terrible person. I waited until we reached the final four to do it.
0: Yep, quickly. Congratulations to North Texas. Yes. Won the NIT. As most people know, or if you don't, Charlotte won the CBI. Mm-hmm. FAU still alive in the tournament. There yeah. is a chance for Conference USA. Granted, in the NIT, it was UAB or North Texas, so they, both of them were, they were guaranteed to win the NIT. But the, the Conference USA is going for the sweep. And if they, if they do win, so if Fort Atlantic wins the national title, is Conference USA the,
1: the best, best conference? conference?
0: Because they're not. But like, are they? Because they won everything. <laughs>
1: I mean battle tested. I mean what more can you really say? I mean that's that would be crazy obviously. I mean we think there's a very good chance that they could make it to the championship but to in like all six or all three of the tournaments to have four of the six finalists. I mean that's pretty that's dope. pretty insane.
0: That is really good. Um so here's a question for you before we kind of get started. So obviously if we got the final four set Saturday, six o nine, Fort Atlantic at, or, Fort Atlantic's playing San Diego State, and then right after, Miami-UConn. Is this a good thing for college basketball, that we have three new teams in the Final Four have never been there? The last four NCAA tournaments have featured 16 teams, so no yeah. team is repeated. Is this a good thing for college basketball, or is this something that's kind of going to stunt the game? Because I think, ra- this will not be a, one of the most highly viewed NCAA tournament, or Final Fours. I know that. And especially off of last year when we were spoiled, when we literally had four Blue Bloods.
1: And not even just that, UNC versus Duke.
0: Yes. And then, like, just think. Like, obviously, Hubert Davis was in his first year, but he was going to try to kill Coach K, which he ultimately did. And then you have Jay Wright and Bill Self on the other side.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's... It's always nice to have new teams pop up. And honestly, like in college basketball, I think that happens more times than not because of the size of the tournament.
0: Well, and that and the the level of talent is spread out. Like in college football, when we talk college football, like obviously there's three powers. Mm-hmm. And those three are very hard to take down.
1: But then it's always nice when you have like a team like TCU that pops up and makes it to the playoff and makes a splash. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we know what happened in the Natty, but... Yikes. Not to remind UTC fans. Yeah, um, but I feel like it's always good to have new teams pop up. I think, like, talking about ratings, I don't know how the ratings will be for the first game. I think the ratings are going to be very good for the other game, the UConn-Miami game, but still, I think it's... It's been a fun tournament altogether, but I mean, yeah, at the same time, would you want to see like the, it's hard to say this when we're in the final four, but wouldn't it be nice if like Alabama and Houston were in it, that the teams that this whole season that we thought were the best teams were in it, but at the same time they had their opportunity and didn't make it. And
0: they didn't win the game.
1: Exactly. So... I think it's going to be fun. I mean, you and me are going to be watching it. Yeah, but.
0: I will be – I mean, as a college basketball purist and somebody who follows literally 363 teams.
1: Yes. Loser. Like,
0: this is awesome <laughs> for me that we have new teams. Yes. And teams that I follow because I guarantee nobody – not a lot of people are watching Florida Atlantic in November.
1: But, like, at the same time, Florida Atlantic was grabbing headlines as being, like, the – having the best record in college basketball at the time or well at, even with a loss, they have the most wins out of every team in college basketball. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've had headlines. They've been in the top 25 forever. Well, I shouldn't say forever once they started really making their run. But I mean, I, FAU is a fun team. There hasn't been a lot of people that have really known about San Diego state obviously you and i know a lot about miami and yukon mm. but i mean
0: but, but at the same time I, I'm, a, I'm i'm a realist at heart like i understand that my sport that i love dearly to my heart is the second fiddle to to a lot of things so the majority of college basketball fans in quotations air quotes here mm-hmm. they're not paying attention to after football season's over Yeah. And I don't think they're tuning in on a Wednesday night for just another regular season game. Mm -hmm. And then when the tournament comes around, that's when they kind of dive, like conference tournaments, they kind of dive in like all the way and they watch all the conference tournaments and then they watch the NCAA tournament. But I think some of those guys are probably not, a lot of those people want the blue bloods in later on. And then there's that notion that you want upsets early, and then you want it to thin out to the blue bloods or like the top, upper echelon teams there. Like the people that say that, like screw you, like I don't care. Like I know it's probably not good for ratings and good to grow the sport that I love so much, but like these teams deserve to be. I, I don't think there's one team here that doesn't deserve to be here.
1: No, this isn't
0: like VCU or Loyola Chicago where it's like you kind of things kind of broke up. broke open for you and you made a good run. Like, I don't... Like, low Chicago, I don't think... Like, they end up playing how Kansas ma- State. How many buzzer
1: beaters did they end up having on yeah. that run? Like... No, I, I completely get what you are saying, but, like, at the same time, they've ha- they've each had their own path. Honestly, you could say maybe FAUs was a little bit easier with Fairley knocking out. Obviously, yes. But also to begin the tournament they needed the buzzer beater against memphis so i mean everybody has their own path everybody has every opportunity to win a game or lose a game and this is just how I ended up breaking this year so yeah, this
0: is this was uh, again kind of what we said was going to happen we thought there was going to be a like not a lot of upsets early And then it would break open and you would see some funky teams because this was probably the most wide-open college basketball season. And a lot of that is due to, I don't think as much due to the transfer portal because I think it's going to kind of even itself out once. Because now you have the one-time free transfer and then you can't again. You're already seeing guys like Bryce Hopkins, Devin Carter, who probably would have transferred when uh, Cooley took the job at Georgetown. But since they have to sit out a year, they're sticking at Providence. So I think that's going to kind of mellow itself out with all the transfers because now they have to sit one year and then when the COVID year is gone.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to hit on. That We're kind of hitting the end of some – like, with the COVID year, we had a lot of people using that at the exact same time. We're starting to dwindle down the amount of people that can actually use it. So that definitely helps as – but – I feel like the talent is a lot more spread out in college basketball, and we're seeing it with the rise of a lot of these smaller teams.
0: Yeah, like San Diego State utilized them. Miami utilized the portal. UConn, I mean, Tristan Newton's a transfer, but not a ton of transfers. Cleaning, not – who was on there? They have somebody from San Diego, too, and then FAU has obviously Golden's from Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. But –
1: And then, like, for Miami, we all know the story of Nigel Pack.
0: And then Norchad Amir. Yep. And the nice thing about the transfer portal, when we all thought it was going to kill college basketball, I'm pretty sure I said that to you when I thought it was going to be the
1: death of it. Literally, when it was starting, you're like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this.
0: But it's kind of worked out for itself. Like, these low major guys are going up to high major schools, and some are panning out, some are not. And then those high major guys that weren't getting the minutes they thought they were going to get are transferring down to the low majors and then turning into a good player with more minutes. Like, Golden was probably never seen the court at Texas Tech. He comes down to FAU, and now he's playing in a Final Four. Exactly. Like It's, it's honestly not a good thing, I, or not a bad thing. I don't think the transfer portal is killing the sport. And I think once the COVID year is gone, we're probably going to get back to, like, some normalcy in college basketball. You're going to see some big names, big name schools still like dominating the, like the one and done stuff is probably not going to really work right now. Like there's 25, they're playing against some 25 year olds with the COVID year. And also with the COVID year too, there is a, like the Ivy leagues like this, there's a lot of schools that don't allow you to play as a grad Mm transfer as well. Yeah. So if you want to continue your college career, you have to transfer. Yeah. So, I don't think it's a bad thing for the sport. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this Final Four. But let's let's dive into the first game here. FAU, San Diego State, line is 2.5. Over-under is a 132. Definitely two teams we didn't think were going to be here. Yeah. But, Connor, how do you feel this game is going to shake out and who probably has the edge here? Because I think this is probably... Like, these two teams are more evenly matched than the other game.
1: Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you see it from where the number's at right now. Um, honestly, I kind of like FAU in this game because I there's so many dudes that they constantly can throw at you that I really think that it's going to cause problems for San Diego State. San Diego State is such a good defensive team. But what happens when you're starting to get, like, Spread out by all of these guards, you, you I don't know how Mensa's really gonna do against Golden. Like Golden's got the height advantage. I know Mensa's a very long dude, but I, I don't know. That matchup's gonna be very like that matchup right there is gonna dictate how this game goes. If Mensa's able to like, I don't wanna say eliminate, but limit Golden or Golden's able to just work Mensa, that's going to dictate how this game's going to go, in my opinion. But, obviously, there's so many damn guards that FAU has.
0: I'm going to be interested to see what Dusty May, how he kind of approaches this. Because we have saw in the last two games, I think the, actually the whole NCAA tournament, uh, San Diego State's limiting teams to like 17% from three. I know three the three-point percentage is down like across the tournament. I think it's like 30%. But... I mean, they're holding teams to 17%. That can't be a coincidence in four games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Alabama couldn't shoot it. Creighton couldn't shoot it. Two teams that have sprayed threes all season long. So, I wonder if he's going to utilize a lot of those backdoor cuts. Because I know FAU thrives from from outside the arc. Mm-hmm. Is he going to try to get Golden involved early? Are they going to try to do some like ball moving up top here, pick and roll? and then kind of lead to a backdoor cut because FAU gets every back – against Kansas State, they were getting every single backdoor. And they were doing the same thing against um, Tennessee in the second half, a terrific uh, defensive team.
1: Yeah, Yeah. if I'm FAU, man, I'm really trying to get Golden working early. Like you said, with the backdoor cuts, a lot of those were him dishing it out as the guys were making the cuts at the right time. But, man, if he's able to work, it's really going to suck those defender – those San Diego State defenders in – to help and he's gonna have a bill or time or chances to kick the ball out and even if it's not the first person shooting it they can kick to an another better shot and you're getting those outside shots it's just dependent on if you can make them but i mean if i'm fau i'm trying to get golden going as quickly as i can
0: and i think dusty's going to also need to really be careful with golden because if he gets in foul trouble (laughs) <laughs> like that's Rosado, I think is the next biggest guy for FAU I and mean he's like six, seven, six, eight. Mm-hmm. Like San Diego State's got a lot of size, so yeah. you cannot let Golden or allow Golden to get into foul trouble. Um, wondering if Matt Bradley can get going here. I think he only scored, he did not have a good game against Bama, did not have a good game against Creighton, but San Diego State still found a way to win just because of their defense. I mean he was great defensively, mm-hmm. but just offensively hasn't really been going. Sandy, like I, it was very similar to the UAB North Texas game last night. It's a lot easier for a team to slow the game down than it is for somebody to speed it up. Mm -hmm. So, if San Diego State gets FAU into their comfort zone, it's gonna, it's kind of looks good for San Diego State. But FAU is also a tough, tough team and can grind out defensive possessions as well. For me, when the numbers at two and a half, I think I would be more comfortable taking the two and a half with FAU and just giving me a little bit of of room, because I just don't see any scenario where San Diego State just blows the doors off of FAU. I'm not sure FAU is going to win the game, but if I'm making the smartest bet, I think it's going to come down to one possession, and I'd be comfortable taking the two and a half with FAU.
1: Yeah, this line keeps moving, because I think it was one and a half at one point. I saw it at three, and it's moved down to two and a half. But, yeah, I just feel like FAU is the better side, honestly. It's...
0: I'm... I turn to look up real quick. I don't it, know it, what the money what line is. What worries
1: me is if San Diego State's defense – break, like if FAU is able to break that defense, can San Diego State keep up? I mean, I know they're a very defensive-dominant team, but do they have the offense to keep up?
0: Yeah, 100%. Trammell's been carrying the team, and if they can limit all his scoring chances, I would be – Feeling really good if I'm an FAU backer. Yeah, the money line's only plus 126, so it's not like insane value. So I think you're just getting, because I think it's going to come down to one possession. You're just getting an extra two and a half points. It might go up to three by the time the game starts, because I feel like most people are going to be backing San Diego State. So I don't know if I bet the money line, but if you're going to give me three points of FAU, I'm definitely going to take it. But ultimately, if I'm picking the winner here, I'm my heart says FAU is going to win this game. So, but if you're going to give me three extra points and there's not a lot of value on the money line, I might as well take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the other game, UConn, Miami. Connor, do you know the spread? I have not, have. I do not have. I
1: the think one it's up. five and a half.
0: It's been bound. I've seen it. What did it open at? was like seven?
1: I can't really remember. I think I it was seven. It was
0: it's at five now. Oh, so it's, at it's lowered five? a little bit. This is according to ESPN though. So. Um,
1: they use Caesars.
0: If we're in Fandle, Fandle has it at five and a half right now. It's plus 202. For Miami's money line, Uh, UConn's minus 255. Over-under, sitting at 150. That's kind of where I want to start here. If I'm going to be placing a bet, I think the over might be the move here.
1: That's honestly like the one play that I could only think in this game. I really don't want to touch the spread because, yeah, do I think Miami could keep this close? But I also think there's an equal opportunity that UConn blows them out. I mean, we – on the last episode, we went through – UConn's last couple games, or the games in the tournament, they're winning by fifteen plus every single fucking game, so it's hard for me to like bet the spread. I love the over because while I love Miami to death, their defense subpar. They've turned it's it, not subpar; it's bad. They've turned it up a little bit in the d de- or in the tournament, but also I just with UConn's ability to hit uh, shots. Like in bunches with how they're like running down the court, finding the open guy. Hawkins I think last game went six for eleven from three.
0: Now Hawkins did miss practice today.
1: Oh shit. He's sick.
0: Know. So it's no injury, but he's a little under the weather.
1: Okay, that's worrisome.
0: So that might be that honestly might be why it dropped us a little bit. But I'm telling you right now he's gonna play in the game. Yeah. Now, if the sickness is, you know, like a stomach thing and you know, it might like, kind of affect the shooting and things like that, I don't know. Um, I will say, for me, this there's a giant, giant live bet opportunity if it presents itself. Here's the situation I have in my head where yeah. I think...
1: Sometimes your scenarios in your head... Yeah, this, this might not even happen. Yes.
0: But if this does, like, I think it's a really good time to make some money here. If Miami's got a little bit of a lead, so you get the number pretty close. And Norchad Omir gets in foul trouble. It's time to unload on UConn here. Because O'Meara, if O'Meara gets in foul trouble, this game is over. He, with Sunogo and Klingon, they have, I mean, Andre Jackson's 6'7". Mm-hmm. Jordan Hawkins isn't short. Everybody yeah. on Yukon's tall. Yeah. UConn is literally going to control the boards. They have nobody to guard Sunogo in the post. And... I think if Omir's in foul trouble, um, UConn's gonna run away with this game. If Miami wants any chance of winning here, even if Omir stays out of foul trouble, they have to gang rebound. Like everybody has to crash or crash the boards. As good as Omir is, is I know he's he's six six. He's not six eight like it says. There's no way he stands next to Andre Jackson. He's shorter than him. Mm-hmm. He's tough. He's a tough motherfucker. He's not gonna out rebound UConn. They're too big. Yeah, they have so much size. I know Sonogo's only six nine. That is a thick boy there.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a big dude. Like that's a dude that's also not afraid afraid to bang bodies. No. So, yeah, if it, it, you are right. If Omir at any point gets in any kind of foul trouble, it's it's gonna be a long game for Miami. But also at the same time, I Miami don't... has the shooters to keep yeah. in any game.
0: But here's the thing: I keep hearing with a lot of people that like kind of want to back Miami here. Is they just keep talking about Miami's offense, dude? UConn's offense is better. Yeah, they're better. They're better at offense than Miami, which is their bread and butter.
1: Yeah, well, Miami's more. Granted, last game they came back against Texas and didn't shoot from outside. Everything mm. was a two pointer or at the free throw line.
0: With a team with no size, we will say that we'll preface yeah. that no w- without
1: without uh, D'Souza. Yeah, and
0: Christian Bishop is six seven. He was the tallest guy on the court.
1: But, yeah, I mean, I love Miami to death, but I just think UConn is a buzzsaw. We've been saying it for like a month now, honestly. I just think UConn ends up coming away with the win, but I love that over.
0: Yeah, I like the over, too, and I like Miami. I know I obviously am a little biased because I have the future on UConn, but I think if I'm leaning to a side here, I'm laying the points with UConn. I think there's a... Good chance this is a a pretty widespread blowout here. I think UConn can win by ten plus. Just with the size factor. The only thing is, and we were telling I was telling Tom at work, because Tom Tom watched the Texas Miami game, so he's on Miami. I'm like, You yeah, haven't watched any of the other teams play out here. You watch one game. Um what if Yukon just turns into like mid January Yukon?
1: Yeah. That's always, that is always my worry with this team, but I just, I.
0: And then in Miami, she was 50% from three, like they did against uh, Houston.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, Miami has multiple ways that they could win it. They shot lights out from three, had the comeback against you or against Texas where you didn't shoot a three. But I, I just, it's hard for me to doubt this team. This UConn team is just on another level.
0: Yeah, and I I will say if you if they get down thirteen like they did to Texas like there's no comeback against UConn like I'm sorry there's not
1: they'll cut it they'll end up doing like you always are like if you get it to seven I'll start to believe they'll get it close but still they just won't have enough to get over that hump
0: yeah like UConn can defend a lot better than Texas can and offensively can basically get anything they want and if my, the for for one, Miami like you cracked when you were down 13, they cracked down defensively against Texas. You have to play defense the entire game. Yeah. And th- there's always one thing with Miami is as much as I like Jim Laranega, and I think he's a hell of a coach, he kind of is a roll the ball out there coach. Yeah. Like, hey, I got a bunch of hoopers and they know how to play and they gel well together. Here, go play.
1: But go- it does help when you have shooters like he does. Everywhere. Exactly, and a guy who is six seven but is not afraid to get any kind of rebound. I no, just...
0: and he just—I still don't understand exactly how he, how he does it. Like when shots go up, I kind of try to zero in <laughs> on him. He just adjust. He just as soon as the ball is shot, he knows where the ball is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he, did you did you watch? Um, I mean, you had to the last dance when. Yeah, yeah,
1: where where Rodman was talking about. How he knew where the ball was gonna yeah. go based off of where, yeah, it's, one of the greatest clips of all time.
0: It seems like at a as a twenty, he's probably twenty twenty one. He's a junior. Like he just he's already like figured that out.
1: Yeah, and honestly, like you ta- you and I were talking like with just that rebounding ability for being a smaller guy, he could really be like a small ball center in the nba and i think he has the potential to be an nba player maybe he comes back for one more year to like sharpen his like scoring ability but i mean i love that kid as far as like i i don't think he's gonna get as many rebounds but dude if he somehow like what did he have what what was it 13 rebounds against houston
0: um, he had, yeah, 13 rebounds against Houston. If he's
1: able to get 13 rebounds against UConn, especially with the size that they have, and Sanogo is just big body dude, like, if he's able to get the double-digit rebounds, I kind of like Miami's chance to keep it yeah, close.
0: Yeah, I really do. I don't know how he's going to do it, but at this point, I can't doubt him. I will say one thing, too, that I think Jim Laranega should kind of put in his ear... He can shoot. He has shot threes this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe early in the game, get him to maybe
1: him take some couple, early work.
0: Take a couple threes. And if he can bang one of those threes, all at least it makes Klingon and Sonogo think that they have to kind of pull away from the
1: rim a little bit. Cause I have to and honor then you, his he, shot. He does have very good driving ability. Yes. That that, that is like we talk about his size. That's the one thing that he gets to the advantage is with being matched up with the center, he's going to he's gonna give up size, but what he doesn't give up is speed, and he is a great driver. If he's able to, like you said, get them to come out and give them a pump fake and drive, like, I don't know. In worst case scenario. You're talking me into in, Miami, in, and we have a lot riding on UConn to win it all.
0: In worst case scenario, if you can just pull the – pull go out like it opens up the, for everybody else like exactly. Poplar can get to the hole Isaiah Wong can get to the
1: hole Miller could get to the hole I mean
0: yeah I, I,
1: I, stop talking me into Miami I know. I'm we not I'm like talking m- myself into it we too have it. too much riding on Yukon
0: in Miami if they can uh, ability to get if they can get to the free throw line too like they make every free throw
1: granted I do have a future on both teams to win it all in this game yeah, but obviously with the Big East future that I had, it's a lot more. If you compensate, yeah. it.
0: Um, I think I have, well, I can't remember. I have to look it up. I think I did it on three sixty five, when I bet the um, UConn future like way back. Uh huh. And I, I want to say it was like eighty to one. It was something, not eighty to one. No, 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 that's dumb. I think it was like fifty to one at the time, and then mm-hmm. I have the thirteen to one as well.
1: Yeah, I had them at like twenty five to one, and. I cashed out at the time because that was when they had that decline and I wish I wish I would have wrote it out, but anyway. you
0: have, so you have the Miami bet as well, right?
1: Yes, I do have Miami. Winner. So you
0: don't need to, I'm seriously thinking about hedging here and betting on Miami to win a little bit here. Cause I think if UConn wins this game, they're going to win the national title. Yeah. I th- obviously even the lines reflect that they have, this is going to be the closest matchup. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I don't want to say that. Because no, San Diego I State's Sandy, favored over
1: I said, Miami. Hold on, I'm going to pull up the picture. I know I sent it to you.
0: If if, if that would happen. If Miami and San Diego State yeah, would meet. These
1: are just the fan hypothetical lines. For, U, for UConn, FAU, it would be 6.5. Oh, if it's UConn, San Diego State, it's 4.5.
0: So it would be a little bit lower.
1: Yeah, and if it's... San Diego State, Miami, Miami's plus a half. And if it's Miami versus FAU, Miami is minus one and a half.
0: I have a weird question. Huh. If you bet that and it doesn't happen, do you lose? I've never about bet a hypothetical line. I don't
1: know. I can't remember.
0: Because at that point, then I like. There's no. I don't
1: know. I'm I'm looking at the picture, so I just tried to click on it yeah. to see if it oh, gave yeah. me. Yeah, no, it not going to work. Well, well no. I'm yeah, I wonder it.
0: that because at that point, if you would lose, there's no, there's no value of like doing that, like mm-hmm. at all. There's no reason to like because the lines are gonna be. It's gonna open as that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. All, but also if UConn ends up like destroying Miami, I see both those lines rising.
0: Yeah, which. There's a good chance of. I I would lay, again, lay the points with UConn here. But if we come in here Monday and we have our national championship preview and it's Miami, FAU, Miami, or San Diego State, am I going to be completely shocked? Honestly, at this point, no. Like, why? They just beat, which is wild because they probably should have lost to Drake. Mm-hmm. They just beat Houston and Texas.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, they ha-
1: they deserve to be here.
0: And also not to mention, like, when we say they beat Houston. No, they, they, they beat Houston. Yeah,
1: they beat Houston. And then, like, the comeback against Texas. Like, that's that's no easy task.
0: No, not at all. Um, So, Monday will be the national title preview.
1: Granted, the national title's at 9. Is it really? Yes.
0: I, I was going to – that was literally my next question. I can't remember when, like – last year's title game was. And, dude,
1: like, for
0: people that have to work at 5 a.m., that is just terrible. It's the same thing with the NIT. So, the NIT was a standalone college basketball game. It was the only college basketball game, and it was at 9.30. Do you want people to watch your tournament that, like, don't make it at 9.30? baseball was starting. Yeah, I know. But still, like, why why (laughs) at 9.30? Like, make it at 8.
1: No, yeah, yeah, I mean, get eyes on your sport. So... I'll never understand it. Like, have the Natty start at, like, 7. Well, I get the West
0: Coast thing. So, make it 8.30. 830 Eight thirty, 8. sounds perfect to me. Yes. 8.15. Yes. So, who ends up in the national title game, Connor?
1: I think it's FAU versus UConn.
0: I'm going to go. I, I know we have the same brain. I'm going to go FAU, UConn as well. But, to be honest with you, if it's San Diego State, Miami, I'm really, I'm not going to be surprised. Now, real quick before we get out of here, I have one hypothetical question that I was gonna ask at the beginning and I totally forgot about it. How how differently would we view this Final Four if Miami was on the other side? Like, oh. is it just universally Miami versus UConn? Is that what every every talking show is talking about? Every sports yeah. radio podcast is talking about every sports radio show.
1: That's kind of the way it has been, honestly. But yeah, I would like. I on like we said it on the or i said it on the podcast i wish this miami yukon game was the natty yeah 100% but obviously this is where we're at
0: cuz this this really reminds me of 2011 when it was butler v c u and then yukon kentucky and we all felt like kentucky and yukon was the national title mm-hmm. the only difference between this and that term it is is i think the other side does have an opportunity to win Yes. Where when Butler won against VCU, I I wanted – it was like some one of those things I wanted them to win, but I had no faith in it. Mm-hmm. So, good luck this weekend, everybody. We're out of here. We're back Monday with the National Title Preview. We're out of here.
1: Peace!